<laughs> Did you hear about all those monkeys that were stolen? Oh, dear. Truly terrible. I'm worried. What? It's Is just, this a setup to a no, the, <laughs> I thought you were heading for No, no, no. It was the, uh, the NFTs. Mm. Um, oh. There was like a whole bunch of NFTs that were, were stolen um, so for the bank. <laughs> so nothing of value was lost. <laughs> And welcome back to the Seventh Star to the Right podcast. I'm slightly worried we just alienated. <laughs> yeah, we hate <laughs> NFTs here. I just don't think that they have a ton of value. I could be wrong, but that's just my opinion on the Sounds matter. Sounds like someone who doesn't own an NFT. Yeah, that is very much true. I do not own an NFT. I have them next to all my Beanie Babies. <gasps> that's where that's where they're going. This is uh, session episode 39. How are you guys doing? Poorly. Oh no! What's going on? Nothing. I just felt like that <laughs> that was correct. Yeah, All right. I'm in kind of a in a pissy mood for no good reason, for what it's worth. You know, it's just sometimes that happens. The best mood for radio. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, warning. I feel like a Don't higher get in my way. A higher energy is better than a lower energy, whether or not that that energy is positive or negative. Mm-hmm. It's important to really come from a place of anger <laughs> or, <just laughs> or joy, just anywhere. Before, just come from a place. Before David walks in the front door, he just punches himself in the face just to get ready for radio. That's what you hear, yeah. <laughs> in case anybody was curious. Uh, what do you guys remember from last session? Anything? Poorly. <laughs> Poorly. Um, there was a cave. There was a cave. Alex watched what looked like Micah drowning Nona <laughs> for a hot second. Yeah. That's what went through his head. And he was like, oh, wait, Nona doesn't need the lungs. Yeah. Uh, and then we came out the other side of a water, underground water thing in a cave off the coast of one of the places. Strania. 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 Off the coast of Strania, there was an island that was owned Partly by Dr. Samantha Calvin. Yeah, it, it's actually not off the coast. Due to the it's nature, the yeah. Um, what the, is a coast? It's a cave. Yeah, it, it's a cave like oh, off of a river way. Yeah. But yeah. It's going to be really hard getting all of these electronics out of here. Because I'm just going to call out right before we jump into it. I do intend to loot this place pretty considerably. Yeah. It also it seemed like there was a, a, a robot or something inside the Yes, <laughs> we, we, we ended off with... Something coming over the some like stereo somewhere. Uh, hi, Dr. Samantha Calvin. It's me, Eddie. <laughs> you sure have been gone a long time. Uh, but there's there was a lot of other things that also happened last episode. Yeah, we kind of zoomed around. Yeah, you, you started the episode in Jade. Um, before even uh, like saying hi to Jordan Donahue. Um, so you guys went to Jordan Donahue, gave him the Orchid dossier. He also, uh, if you guys remember, set up a, a quid pro quo with you guys. Where not he didn't o- say he never said those words. <laughs> he never he never said those words. <laughs> didn't let him. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we know what was happening there. Um, where he gave you guys the notes from Hans Gerson regarding this clipping procedure that was discussed about for inoculating yourselves against the knot bears. Mm -hmm. And additionally, he said, if you guys come across any information about the travelers, Mm -hmm. please come back to me with that. And I'll give you 500 credits for each like credible piece of 
evidence slash gossip you can give me. Coming this spring to the one hospital, <laughs> <laughs> the Travelers. Hey there. One night only. So there was that. I don't think you guys were able to glean much about what this is actually in reference to. Jordan Donahue said that it was a group of people uh, a long time ago that had something very expensive slash powerful mm-hmm. that he would l- maybe like to get his hands on. Um, but I think that's about the extent of what he gave to you guys. And you don't, you're not familiar with that name at all other than that. So we're just keeping an ear out, basically. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you guys traveled all the way back with Arcus. Uh-huh. You picked him up. He's got his uh, his little army bag. I believe you also gave him back his sheer rifle. I did. Very, it very, hurt me inside. Yes, but I did. very sadly. You know, maybe if he dies, you can just loot it off his body. He dies. <laughs> he dies in some sheer related accident. <laughs> hmm. What could have happened he would here? Want me to have this. <laughs> <laughs> the object of his murder. <laughs> that he- I used to kill him. <laughs> so you guys got back to the Calvin estate. You met up with Lynn and you actually connected Lynn Bradshaw Calvin with Jordan Donahue under the, the pretense of here's this this weird liquid that we found in this lab. Um, talk with Jordan Donahue. Things are going to change a lot <laughs> in the next few weeks and months. And maybe it might be a good idea that we can actually grow plants on Orisiame. And she was just like, huh? Okay. <laughs> Jordan Donahue, like the billionaire. And you guys were like, yeah. yeah. The playboy billionaire. The playboy billionaire. If you will. <laughs> And Those are two things we know about him. Yeah, I think that that's all that I have in my notes. Cool. Um, there was a mention about uh, also having a dossier to hand to the Paragon freelancers because they are on the way to where you want to take Arcus. So yes. mm-hmm. um, you guys have to mm-hmm. travel through Medinar in order to get to Punavatya. Yeah, we're we're swinging by. So you're swinging by Glasgow Five. When we do leave, we're gonna go hit up Glasgow Five for refreshments and to get uh, car snacks. Oh yeah, very important. Mm-hmm. Make sure everyone can walk walk about, stretch yeah. their legs a little bit. Exactly. Get some fresh air. Just In randomly glare at Tony as we pass by. <laughs> <laughs> you know the classics. Didn't he say he was going somewhere that he wasn't gonna hang out? Whatever. Uh, we don't care. We don't care what Tony is. <laughs> well, because, because you asked the question anyway, I will answer it. Yes. In fact, he did say that. Um, I don't listen to Tony. I don't, I'm not in love with Tony. <laughs> when, when you guys left off with Tony, <laughs> that handsome bastard. <laughs> oh, no. The man doth protest too much. <laughs> Rivals to lovers speed run. <laughs> 5K words. One shot. Um. Uh, when you guys last met up with Tony, he got a little bit too much involved with your business, which you guys don't particularly care for. Mm-hmm. But effectively, what came from that conversation is uh, <laughs> a sordid affair. Nona has metadimensional energy flowing within her, even though she is not a psychic. Claire has two strands of metadimensional energy flowing through her, which is something that Tony is not super familiar with. But he also has. But notice that one of the strands seems slightly similar to the one that he has. Right. And he was like, huh, there's more people like us out there. I'm going to go look into that and then just sort of fucked off. 
which we appreciated very much. Yeah. So is he not like with the Paragon for yeah? Why am I asking? I don't care about. They're really anyway. (laughs) We're just going to devolve. Are they like a thing, or are they just like you know casual? His his relationship (laughs) with the freelancers is it like? Official? Yeah. <laughs> is it like serious? Are they exclusive? They, What's on their Facebook profile? It's, it's like casual, oh, no, right? It's, he can, complicated. it's complicated. He can leave. <laughs> so that's, um, and then that that takes us all the way to uh, before you guys left Orisiame. No one was like, we, we did Micah's thing. Can we do my I thing now? Yeah. And so you guys, like <laughs> exactly like that. Wow, and, the editing's gotten incredible. Wow. <laughs> so you guys were uh, trolling a in a part of the the um, the area that Dr. Samantha Calvin purchased hundreds of years ago, looking for anything that you might see. You found this cave, and that took you to um, down and under through a pool and back up into almost what could uh, occasionally be submerged, as we were talking about before, when the uh, tide raises up like the entire cave would be filled with water so it had like a little airlock in front of it and then you guys walked in i described this uh scene before you but i'll describe it once again just to remind people do, 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 do. you know if you're planning to like raid all the electronics they're probably waterproof if this place floods so you might be fine see i don't think it does though because of that giant vaulty door thing we moved in i think it gets secretly uh, underwater but i think this is like i guess what's that, that makes called sense. the like underground bunker no frick there's a video laboratory game. whatever the no, I don't think fallout it. no, no uh bioshock bioshock yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Those. yeah um rapture our yeah uh, don't write that down <laughs> <laughs> underwater city <laughs> He's, uh, he was halfway there. Already. I love He's underwater He's got underwater cities. room going. So. <laughs> underwater what? Underwater <laughs> fish? <laughs> no, that's, that's too simple. <laughs> that's that's obvious. <laughs> underwater bird? There's actually no underwater fish on Orisiame as we've gone over yes, we many, many times. But there are other planets. and There, could be there are underwater, underwater hands, water. though, thanks to Dorian Gray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's canon. That's great. <laughs> Great guys, here we go. Weaving a narrative. All right, yeah. getting into it. So nice eleven minutes in, <laughs> what has happened? Um, so we have on the back wall. You just see a, a, a wall of robotics. Um, you see like arms and legs hanging off of uh, these different hooks. You see a bunch of tools that are obviously used in robotics. Nona would be very familiar with some of the tools that are just lining the. Um, the uh the, the back wall here very very well kept although a little dusty definitely not necessarily been used anytime recently uh on a long slab like a workbench that sat in front of this this wall that is opposite you guys is a shell of what appears to be some kind of unfinished robot that lies on this workbench its chest cavity is opened with its wires connected to some kind of like glass-like material that appears to have been shattered that is mm-hmm. sitting uh, on the on its side, so out of its chest and on the side on the workbench, and additionally, there are just several cameras all around the room. There's one almost in every single corner, and there's also one directly above where that that smaller workbench is. And when you guys first came in through some speakers, you heard, "Hi, Doctor Samantha Calvin. It's me, Eddie. You sure have been gone a long time." Hi, Eddie. 
Yes, it, it is me, Dr. Samantha Kelvin. Um, how are you? <laughs> well, I'm doing just great. Thanks for asking. Who are your friends? This is uh, Micah and Alex, my assistants. I'm not a doctor yet. Uh, Eddie? Uh, he's like, Alex is like looking around <laughs> trying Eddie to see if there's a room? source of the voice or if it's just like a surround sound. It, it's kind of a surround sound. You do notice um, one of the cameras that is stationed in the uh, the corner seems to have turned and is focusing its attention on the entryway where you guys are standing right now. Going to tentatively wave my hand, say, hey, Eddie. <laughs> and uh, through the ceiling, there's a little compartment that opens up and you oh, see a robotic that. <laughs> hand that drops down, its wrists sort of hanging down. It wrist flips up and it waves back and forth and it says, Hello, Micah. How's it going? Everybody oh. roll initiative. <laughs> <laughs> There's hands in the ceiling now, folks. <laughs> wow, that head sure looks uncomfortable on your shoulders. <laughs> Let me help you with that. Let me help you. It's pretty good, Eddie. We're glad to see you. Glad to see you, too. Yeah. Kind of look over at, at Nona. <laughs> Well, Eddie, um, it's been a while since I've been here last. Could you remind me what it is we did last time and also inform my my associates here as to the purpose of this particular location? Are you sure about that, Dr. Samantha Calvin? You did tell me that you wanted to keep these things secret. Yes, secret, but these are these are trustworthy people. Well, all right then. Last time you were here was about uh, 700 years ago. Not exactly. My time, my sense of time has fluctuated a little bit, but plus or minus a few decades. Naturally. <laughs> the last time you were here, you were working on Senna, but the experiment did not go well. You left quite upset. Great. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, doctor. Uh, what is... is I'm not a doctor. <laughs> No, I was. That's Doctor Samantha Calvin. I'm apologizing to Doctor Samantha Calvin for ah. my ignorance. Um, Eddie, As what what is Senna? Senna is a true AI, a true artificial intelligence, or at least she was meant to be. She never actually got to be one. Uh, Jeff, where does this in in my sort of understanding? We've talked to Quinn. We had a. Is there any way we can sort of glean where this falls in the Dr. Samantha Calvin's Adventures in Space timeline? Um, you, you could certainly ask, Eddie. Um, there's not well, enough. I'm talking like compared to, he said roughly 700 years ago, plus or minus a decade. Do we know Quinn's sort of timeline in there or any of that. She didn't seem to have a good grasp as to how long things had been happening. I think she said in the hundreds of years, but like at this point in time, you don't have a great understanding. Yeah. It could have come right before. It could have come right after. It could have come a couple of years after. You're not entirely sure what the timeline looks like right now. Okay. I would like to check out the, the shattered glass thing. Okay, sure. On the table, the something in the robot because i think the first time you described that i was just kind of picturing a core but it feels like something slightly different 
you could certainly do that. I, I do actually want to mention there are actually two other doors that you guys see. There's one on your right and one on your left. There's one that appears to be some kind of pantry slash storage unit. And then another one that uh, the door is quite open. You can like see into it and you see um, the outline of a bed. Uh, but no, no, you, you walk up to this robot, this Senna, as Eddie was calling it. Mm-hmm. And you're looking at uh, particularly the core that yeah, appears to have been taken out. There was like a shattered glass thingy that was pulled out of the inside. Yeah, there's something it's it's a lot different than yours. Sure. It um it does appear to be more sophisticated than the core that Quinn was held in. It's also smaller too, right? Yes, like it's Quinn a, is like huge. Yeah. And so this could potentially be an attempt to take that same technology and make it smaller, roughly. Yeah. So Quinn Quinn's just seem to be like, we're going to throw as much stuff on this as possible because we don't know how strong it necessarily needs to be. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one definitely tried to be more derivative and like, okay, let, let's see how much we can say, shave off. So it is similar, more similar to Quinn's core than your core. Um, the, 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 um, it does also appear that when looking at your own core, or, or just knowing you're not going to take it out of your yeah, chest yeah, right yeah. now, um, that would that would certainly let Eddie know that something was wrong. Um, but you notice that your core is almost like a perfect like lattice structure. There's sure. it's just like it, it looks practically sculpted, whereas this it there it's just a little malformed in a couple of places. There's just a couple of defects here and there. And during your, your quick investigation, you notice that it appears to have shattered along like one of these defects. Like there was just a weakness in this core that caused whatever was filling it, you would theorize metadimensional energy to shatter. And uh, one other thing that you notice is it does appear to be cylindrical rather than spherical like yours. I'm going to go over kind of with Nona and I guess be taking a look at the body of, I guess, Senna while she's taking a look at what we presume is the core. Kind of compared to what I've seen of Nona, does it look like more robotic, less uh, humanoid? It is definitely not trying to uh, pass as a human. It definitely has humanoid features like face, arms, legs, torso, and all of that. But it is definitely more like uh, Sunny and iRobot than one of the replicants in Blade Runner, mm-hmm. if you understand you so either of those many, references. We have so many robots to pull on from. Yeah. yeah. Got it precisely. From Thank sci-fi, you. you guys. Um, cool. Um, I am going, going to say to Eddie, I'm going to say, Eddie, has there been anyone else here? in between when I last visited and now. Nope, it's been quite lonely. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. No worries. I kept myself busy, cleaning, moving things around, cleaning. I'm doing all right, though. (laughs) Oh, no, we're all going to die. (laughs) Killing would be a new experience. (laughs) Um, okay, based on my interactions so far, Jeff, would you say I have enough um, information to make a educated guess as to the level of 
intelligence that Eddie is. I know so far we've talked about on the show, there's sort of three levels. There's like the expert systems, there's the VI and the AI. Now, obviously, if Dr. Samantha Calvin was working on an AI here, that means she had probably hadn't perfected it and shoved it in a wall. But like VI versus expert system, I personally... I'm getting the sense VI. Yes. So this seems more like a virtual intelligence um, than an expert system. Expert systems are very much one dimensional. And this is what I'm doing. This is how I do it. And if you try and make me do anything outside of that, there will be an error. Whereas Eddie seems to be able to pretend to be intelligent. Mm -hmm. He certainly has his own uh, restrictions uh, like he won't be able to learn as much, but he can gather data and um, act as like that rubber duck that programmers sometimes sure. use where they are basically just the wall and just there to be talked at. Okay. But yeah, you would, uh, based on your expertise, you would assume that he's an, uh, a virtual intelligence. Okay. Alex is going to check out the other rooms. Um, nothing too crazy, just kind of like peeking in. And making sure there's nobody in there with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Good plan. Yeah, so uh, you, you take a peek into the bedroom. You see a cot with a pillow and an empty footlocker. The footlocker has been opened and a quick glance sees that it has been completely, uh, everything has been removed from it. No shoes. Um, no shoes. Um, there's a small bookcase that you weren't able to see when you were uh, inside the the workshop area that is uh, along the wall that um, you wouldn't be able to see because the the door is on the same side. Um, it's filled to the brim with books on bio biology, biology, <laughs> physics, the study of bees, <laughs> not the bees, physics relating to to psychics as well as material engineering. Hmm. Um, it. It's reminiscent of uh, Kyle Reed's office and just the amount of materials of books on different subjects and those different uh, umbrellas. But it, it certainly is smaller than that, but it's reminiscent. And then additionally, as you look in, you notice that there is also a small bathroom with a toilet and a shower. Very, very spartan. There's really not that much left in this uh, room other than the books, the bed, and the bathroom. Cool. Is there any in sort of this main, what I'm roughly thinking of as a laboratory area, is there any like computers, data slabs, like something that somebody would use as an interface that is not Eddie? Not that you immediately see. Okay. I would like to look around for that a little bit more. Okay. What is what is everyone else doing? Micah, um, Alex, I know you, you just took a look in the bedroom area. There's also one more room. There's a, a pantry that hasn't been opened yet. Um, I want to poke my head in the bedroom too. like take a look around. I guess there's nothing kind of obviously there. It's all been removed. I would want to go over to the bookshelf and maybe like flip through some of the books just to see if she left any like obvious notes and margins that might stick out. Mm. Yeah. Um, so as you page through some of the books, there's definitely been a lot of uh, writing in them. Definitely some things, like entire sections just like crossed out and said didn't work, version something, something. Um, a whole bunch of other things like uh, highlighting certain portions. It's definitely almost every single one of these books has been thoroughly poured through. Uh, you can't quite make uh, heads or tails of exactly what the person who was going through it exactly was trying 
to do, but it definitely seems like Samantha Calvin and uh, relating to robotics, specifically true AI and some of the theories around that. Um, one of the more interesting parts were the the material sciences. Um, in uh, pre-screen times, there was a lot of utilization of psychics within their technology. So there's quite a bit of literature on uh building materials that can house metadimensional energy and the different ways that you can go about doing that. Alex is going to walk over to the pantry. Um, and as he's walking across, um, he's going to ask, uh, Eddie, are there any other rooms that are accessible to us or the doctor uh, control panel for yourself or anything else? Well, the control panel for myself is in the pantry right next to my power source. Other than that, there really isn't an exit from this place other than the place that you came through. It's not OSHA compliance. I don't know what OSHA is. That wasn't me, Jeff. <laughs> I think it's pronounced ocean. <laughs> oh, I know what the ocean is. It's a big body of water. I'd like to see it one day. <laughs> okay. Are VIs, do VIs actually have desires? <laughs> It, it's it's, it's a weird area. They can certainly sound like they have desires, but it, it's an area of uh, debate whether they actually feel that or if it's the programmer making them say that they want that. If that makes like sense. a bit of a cruel irony in that the main way one would, in Eddie's case, see the ocean would be if someone left the door open and everything flooded. I guess Dr. <laughs> Samantha oh, Calvin <laughs> had kind of it's a like twisted Olaf sense of and humor. Frozen. Yeah, exactly. Exactly what I was thinking. The of. one thing that they want uh, the most of all will, will kill them. <laughs> Alex is going to peek inside the pantry just to yeah. round that out. Um, so you do actually see on, on one side of the pantry, uh, a couple of the shelves have been cut out and there is just a fairly large power source. Um, you're not entirely sure where it's generating its power from. Maybe you the hydro, tides. yeah, hydroelectronic <laughs> or whatever, whatever it's called, the, the Hoover Dam. All that stuff. Um, like our Hoover Dam? Like, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no, Jeff. <damn. laughs> this, this particular laboratory is siphoning power from, from our, their, <laughs> the real world Hoover Dam. Yeah. The space. This Through. was Earth the whole time. <laughs> uh, they blew it up. Um, <laughs> really thoroughly if there's not even any underwater fish left. That's true. Uh but you also see right next to the power source is his like personality module and also um, some obviously like data storage where is just it, it's the inner workings of Eddie. Um, definitely theoretically removable if you wish to remove it. Mm -hmm. um, but you do see like these power lines that seem to stretch up and into the walls and you would assume connect to these different cameras and possibly these other contraptions. As you can see, he controls some arms and some robotics within the, the the workshop, you would assume to probably act as an assistant to Dr. Samantha Calvin and some of her work. So I've been looking around for a little bit for a different computer that is not quite Eddie. Um, if I haven't found this, I'm guessing I will have wandered into the uh, sort of pantry area and mm -hmm. probably be messing around with the 
Yeah. I also forgot to mention there's some canned food in there that's expired over hundreds of years ago. Uh, and some just general utensils, pots, pans. Are you going to start messing with his inner circuitry? Not not particularly um, aggressively. So the thing that I am currently looking for right now is information, and that usually means logs. I like to avoid asking him directly for them, if at all possible, because I'm a little bit concerned about keeping up the guise of being Dr. Samantha Calvin, and it would be a misstep to be like, hey, give me my logs. And so I'm trying to get a sense of sort of what information he might know and what I could ask about. Hmm. And for what it is worth, Jeff, I am willing to use my many, many robot powers on this because I haven't gotten to it so long. Yeah. What? So he, here, here's here's the deal. So you've got his power. You've got the power source that probably powers both himself as well as other things within this this workshop the lighting, maybe perhaps like the way that it's pumping in oxygen and stuff mm. like that. You have his personality core, which is him to some extent. And then you have data storage where you would assume he's been saving things like saying that you've been gone. Well, you, yeah. Dr. Samantha Colvin has been gone for 700 years and probably keeping logs of Maybe some of her research notes. That's kind of what I'm looking for. I'm looking for roughly a uh, virtual diary of sorts. If there's not a separate computer, either she took it with her or she was doing that captain's log, stardate thingy, and just addressing the room, which I'm kind of hoping for right now. Yeah, so... What you notice from this setup is there isn't any interface to uh, directly interact with the data storage. You can do one of two things. You can either ask Eddie about what might be contained on that data or just start removing things. So there's no USB drive kind of plug-in? Not really. They're just a bunch of hard drives that are socketed into a wall. There's not really uh, any user I.O. to, like, link in and see what what he knows okay um yeah i guess i'll just ask him then i'll say eddie do you have access to the to my last kept logs in this location oh yes certainly what would you like to remember could no you, could you <laughs> as oh, no. as you see the the, the, <laughs> the camera just like <laughs> like flicker for a, for a moment yep okay. um I would like a a playback of my most recent log from before I left, last time. You didn't keep direct logs through me. You had a a recorder that you kept along with yourself and your own data slab. I'm sorry, but I could remind you what happened. Sure. Last time you were here, you were working on ways to perfect housing metadimensional energy within the true AI core. You believed you had the right mechanism to do so, and when you started to power on Senna, her core shattered. Uh, This this led to, uh, you were safe, Um, you had your protective gear and everything, so none of the glass that shattered or whatever crystalline structure was there didn't affect you at all, but it did affect you emotionally. You left in quite a huff afterwards. Hmm. I'm sorry to remind you. Eddie. Um, sorry, go ahead. Uh, is there uh, any record of where the doctor uh, 
came from before coming here or went to after leaving here, we're trying to keep those facts to ourselves and want to know if there's anything here. I see. I can try and go back through the logs that we had of the 20 years prior as you were working on Senna, but that might take a while. Maybe. Uh, Doctor, what do you think? I think it is more important to figure out why I left. You're the doctor. Hmm. Yeah, you know, Eddie, these human memories so imperfect. We're, we're just trying to, to retrace steps for the good doctor right here. Um, oh, absolutely. It's been 700 years. That's a long time for a human. Eddie, I'm curious. Is there any... Do you notice any visual differences between myself between now and the last time I was here. No? Why do you ask? Just curious. Time has a way of changing people, so I have been told. So you've been told. <laughs> now I've been told. Now that's at least two people who know. <laughs> and then he's like, <laughs> and he's like, time changes. <laughs> <laughs> but war, war never changes. <laughs> I am change. Okay, cool. Um, I personally, I'm going to pull pull you two sort of to the side and say, I think we may have all that we can get for now here. I would like for what it is worth to take as much of this as we can with us, sans the Expired food, unless one of you two would like that. I don't really know I don't if care. it has No, I don't value. get that different, that desperate. It might be fun to open it up and see how bad oh it God. smells. Can I hold it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're here too. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was playing with one of the robot arms. I am so rude. I did not introduce Claire. Hi, <laughs> I'm here too. Pretend I did, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean... If it's going to, t- if there's, if it's going to take time, we could come back or I don't know if we can take Eddie and have him go through his logs. And yeah, if there's record of where she actively was and went to, this is a better lead than we've had. Like, what do you want to do with Eddie? I mean, do we just take him take, back take to him? the ship, I would assume. And as, as you guys are sort of huddled having this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's like zooming in. Yeah. you, you There's uh, a microphone that comes out of the ground. <laughs> like... <laughs> You you do notice that uh, one of the cameras seems to have like leaned in a little bit, and you hear uh, through the the speaker system. I would very much like it if you were to visit more often. It is quite lonely without you. Well, Eddie, to be completely honest here, I am slightly worried about leaving you here, given the uh, nature of the water outside. Um, so I am actually contemplating ways of taking you with us. If you have any knowledge as to how that can be accomplished safely with a with a backup and what else will be needed to transport your data systems to a drier location, <laughs> um, I would be most welcome to your input. Well, certainly. <laughs> I have my personality core, which is in that storage closet right there. I need a power source in order to actively work. Uh, <laughs> be alive. Um, (laughs) And I have my data storage, which is effectively my memories. Are you capable of going into 
low a low power sleep mode, something that would require less power while we transported you from one location to another. He he thinks about this. Alternately, can you be shut down and rebooted safely? Oh yes, I do not change. I do not have learning outside of my normal protocol. If you turn off my personality module and turn me back on, I will just return as I am. If without the data storage, without my memories, but memories are just ones and zeros. This, this shit is haunting <laughs> Yeah, we're really getting into the existential horror here. Or seen nothing for a, quite a while. Yeah. It's a long time There's to contemplate. I want Eddie to see the sea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'd also like to take some books. If nothing else, we can find some antique dealer who wants 700-year-old tomes and probably sell them for a pretty penny. Yes, I was thinking we could put those in the empty footlocker and then use Mike's ability to Perfect. keep things from getting wet on yeah. sort of everything. Yeah, we could here. probably toss Eddie in there as well. Yes. Yeah. Jeff, we would like to loot the place. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let me tell you all the things that you can loot. So um, I'm hearing Foot Locker. With the books, books in it. Eddie, those those data modules that we were talking about, which are his memories, the actual yeah, logs and stuff that like as that. a part of Eddie for what it's worth. Reasonable. Eddie part one, Eddie part two. You know. um, additionally, within the work spot, workspace, uh, there's a pre-tech toolkit. Oh, yeah. And probably what amounts to five pretext scrap. Now, here's the thing. I don't think all of that would fit into a footlocker. Well, so the footlocker was a bit more of a precaution sort of thing and to make things easier to carry. As my understanding from last time, you were sort of able to do a like keep water away in a certain area kind of deal. So, How is that? Can you get into that a bit more? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I can specifically like choose up to six allies, mm, targets. That might I, not cover the footlocker. So I don't know if footlockers get to count as allies. Um, <laughs> if it's like individual parts, I don't think I could do that. If we get them in a bundle, I don't know, Jeff. Is is the footlocker metal or is it? It's metal. Are there welding tools in the Ooh, space? Smart. Yeah. Cool. I like that. Hmm. There's a pre-tech toolkit which should be able to handle that that so job I'm just fine. Not actually for for what it's worth. Please correct me if this is not true in mm -hmm. sci-fi. But like it turns out with sort of lesser electronics, as long as they're not actively hooked up to their power source, you can usually get those pretty wet. And then as long as you dry them out before powering them on again, there's minimal kind of damage there. Now, I'm not willing to risk Eddie for that, but I will most definitely risk a robot arm or leg or something like that. I think there are some corrosive properties to water that aren't great for electronics, but I think getting it wet for just a little bit Yeah, it would be like it get much. it wet, get it back to the ship, and then stick it in just a shit ton of rice. I would argue <laughs> about salt water, because yeah. once that dries, it's going to not be good for... Oh, yeah, it's going to leave salt and... We could... Take it through the ocean, take it back to the ship, wash it yeah. off. Real Give it a good. shower. Get some, then some isopropyl alcohol I mean, like, and just once like it scrub gets it. wet, it's not really gonna like getting it wetter. After we drag it through the ocean, getting it wetter is not necessarily going to be. Are, th are there parts of Eddie that are like pocket size? Like if Alex stuffed his coat with that and then we put the 
field over Alex? Yes. Does that protect so the... his his personality module is probably about like the size of a fist. Cool. It's really not that big, maybe even a little bit smaller or at the very least a little bit flatter than that. It's like a chip that um, sockets into a, a, a socket that takes that that personality core. Yeah. Um, the the and the data modules are just like hard drives that have been slotted in. Um, like you wouldn't like a server rack or something mm. like that. So easily just like pop that out and slide like, it out. Like are we talking like server module rack? As I hold my hands out to roughly the size of the laptop, <laughs> you're welcome audio <laughs> listeners. Or like... Um, each of the data modules is probably the size of uh, a large rectangular cookie. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> cookie, not cookie cake. <laughs> yes like uh, like a cookie that's like ooh, this might be too big for a cookie got it but still <laughs> like that that size the realm of cookie yes that's bigger than whoa that's a big cookie <laughs> <laughs> this cookie your cookie scientists were so busy wondering if they could <laughs> they didn't ask if they should what has dr smith the calvin wrought? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah so i think for for me what it's worth like primary is keeping Eddie and Eddie's data storage and all of that completely waterproof. Second is the books and then whatever else mm-hmm. we can do with the the toolkit and the scraps and all of that. Like that's sort of like, this is a neat bonus, but it's more for making sure I don't die later mm-hmm. than it really is for part of the quest. So like if something has to like be left behind or risk being damaged, that's the first thing to kind of. Yeah. So, so I think order of operations is things we can't put in our pockets. Mm -hmm. will go into the foot locker. Mm -hmm. So Um, like most of the books, probably some of the scrap, some of Eddie's bits that are, that are too big. And then, you know, we, I get the impression with between the four of us who are here. Yeah. <laughs> I have pockets too. Claire has pockets. That's what you're here for. <laughs> and then just like prioritizing the books that are in like best uh, condition and or I don't know if Alex probably doesn't have knowledge of like important books, but, you know, whatever we think is going to be the most yeah. valuable is what Alex is going to get. I don't mm-hmm. know if other people feel differently. Yeah. I mean, I think I'd, I'd go through go through a quick scan there and... I don't have any ability to read what were the humans thinking as they were doing this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Although I might try, but things closer related to, I, I don't even know how to put this because it's probably all about AI, right? Not directly. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it might be a little bit, but you get the impression that um, Dr. Samantha Calvin knew quite a bit about VIs and uh-huh. true AIs and stuff like that. And it was more making it actually look human and then additionally housing that that metadimensional energy within that core sure. that it would allow it to be an actual true AI. For what it's worth also, because I thought this but didn't say it out loud so it doesn't count yet, I would very much like to take the core with me. The, the, broken the broken one? one. Absolutely, yeah. Because that's probably pretty on the smallish side. And that would get roughly the same treatment as, like, Eddie and all of that in terms of importance for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that... <laughs> I don't think we can take the whole robot body, but I really do want to take the whole robot body. It would body. take up most of the footlocker. 
So I, I guess I was thinking of just fucking I, dragging it. I could life. just drag it with my brain powers, but <laughs> all right. So here's what I need from you guys. Yep. I need. Uh, so I have the understanding that important things that can fit in pockets are going in pockets. pockets. So I'm going to say that is the entirety of Eddie and his his um, data modules. It's mm-hmm. actually pretty. It's just a couple of chips and then a couple of cookie-sized drives. Those all sort of fit. And for what it's worth, the broken core is too big to fit in a pocket? Nope, the broken core can also fit in the pocket. That's also so cookie-sized. That, 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 more like, like different apple-sized, but yeah. But I wear cargo pants. Three-dimensional cookie. <laughs> I did not know this about Nona. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was true in my when we made Maybe. the little constructions of them. I think I picked out the world's ugliest pants. <laughs> it was mostly because they had big pockets. Um... So that's not canon yet. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to say that all of that is perfectly fine. It's on your person and everything like that. And then uh, the rest is going into the foot locker. Mm -hmm. Is that what was planned? And then I think ideally we'd weld that shut and worry about breaking it open later. Okay. So things that are welded can be unwelded. So there, what there, is done cannot be undone. There, there's a pretech toolkit. There's yeah. five pieces of pretech scrap, and uh, probably around what is the correct number of books? As I'm looking over at a bookshelf, uh, probably like a wingspan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, those are my board games. Wrong b- bookshelf. Um, Hmm. I'm gonna say like there's a hundred or so books. There's okay. it, it's a it's a small library. Uh, what are you guys? Are are you taking any particular genre? Are you just trying to find the most pristine? Are you looking for like one particular type? Like I'm what? actually looking for the exact opposite of most pristine. I'm so the ones that for yeah, yeah the ones that have clearly been used the most. The ones you said there was kind of like. Or maybe I made this up. Or they like there's a bunch of with notes and, and underlines yeah, yeah, yeah. and the things more, in the margins. The more notes and underlining and all of that stuff, that the more valuable that is to me. I know we can probably sell the others for more, but like there could be secrets in there. Yeah, if there's mm. space, Alex will toss in the more valuable looking ones. If not, you know whatever. So between the the scrap. The pretech toolkit, which you could have on your person in order to uh, fuse it shut. I think you guys yeah. also have a couple of toolkits that yeah. should be able to fuse it shut as well. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to lock the pretech cool- toolkit in with that, but the the scraps and books, mm-hmm. I would say you're going to be able to fit about twenty books, cool. about a, a fifth of the the whole library, and known as going over the ones that seem to be have the most use. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say Micah is interested if we get one or two in there that have to do with like disguising a robot to look like a person. So a couple of buyout. <laughs> that so, sounds interesting. Yeah. How to hide your robot. So so a, a wider range of the things that she was looking at and then specifically the most used ones in those different categories yeah. to yeah. some extent. All right. Perfect. Cool. Cool, cool. Um, so yeah, that is what fits in the the locker. Uh, who's taking the pretech toolkit and the scrap? You should probably add that to your inventory sheet. I think I've got enough space to do that. Let me just double check. Yeah, you said five. Yep. Oh, uh, also one thing. As whoever is removing Eddie from, well. Yeah, that's probably me. Okay. So uh, are you going to say anything as you do it? Are you just going to... Fucking go for it. I mean, I did announce that I was going to do this thing. So I was going to say... 
I'll say, Eddie, I'm intending to to remove you. If you have any shutdown protocols or backups you need to run, please do so now. I will make sure to do that now. Thank you, Dr. Samantha Calvin. I will talk to you soon. And you see the things within the room, the, the different cameras that seem to have been focusing on you, just yep. the lights blink off, the um, the arm that hovered in the middle of the, the <laughs> room just, just stays hanging there, motionless. Uh, and you see that uh, there's a little on, on the um, the socket, which this personality module is is locked into. You see the the lights, like the the, the standby light, like blinking, and now that is off, and it seems like ready to eject Eddie's personality because cool. you don't want to do that while he's in the middle of doing something. Otherwise, no, that might corrupt rude. something. And also, no, it's rude. rude. Cutting them off, off in the middle of yeah. Do not turn off the system <laughs> when the symbol is flashing. <laughs> exactly. So, um, saving the game, please do not turn off the pat as you, (laughs) you, you pull out the, the socket Mm -hmm. and, uh, you look at the back of it and it has a, um, like a couple of like SN numbers or something like that for, uh, what model he is. Um, and it says EDI two, four, six, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie two, four, six. (laughs) Um, yeah, and so you guys have all of that stuff. You've fused the uh, footlocker closed. And is there anything else that you guys want to do before you head out? Yeah, I mean, as long as the tide isn't too high, um, Alex is ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you guys open um, the door. For what it's yep. we, did, we did get all of his data storage and stuff too, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you Just have gathered sure everything. not doing a stupid. Yeah, yeah. Data storage, yep. Uh, yep. personality, all the the, the, the core books, scrap, toolkit, all yeah. of that. If there's anything more you want to grab, you have to tell me. Otherwise, we're moving forward with you not grabbing it. How nice is the bookcase? <laughs> I'm fucking with you, Jeff. No, we're not going to take a... It's actually made of wood. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. Leave it. <laughs> yes. Trash. Leave it to rot. Um... So uh, as you guys uh, start to uh, head out, you actually notice that the water seems to have risen uh, a couple up a couple of the stairs. So it does appear that the tide is starting to come in. You're able to make your way back. I think you had a rope tied off on either side, so you're able to go through just fine. Um, Mike is using my the rope. Yes, Micah is. So I, I assume you're like the last one to go through. You untie it on one yeah. side and just sort of use it pull to pull it yourself. Along. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got your rope. Um, and Micah is keeping that pressure field on everyone. So their person does not get soaked. Foot Locker does get a little wet, but it is perfectly welded, welded shut. So the contents therein should be fine. And you get back out to the cavern. The cavern, which was pretty dry before, and now has like a, a layer of water um, just throughout it. So you start to make your way to the the boat and you get on the boat and oh. you're 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 home free or you're heading back to the Calvin estate, I would assume. Oh yeah. Great. Excellent. Great, great, great. All right. Yeah, let's head back. What are we doing with Eddie yeah. as a personality? We were bringing him on the ship, right? I was thinking it might be more useful to have a a VI installed in if if I do make another robotic assistant for what it is worth. 
Juan was very, fairly limited in his abilities. If we could get an actual VI going, we could have something closer to ADM 141's capabilities, which could potentially help us. I don't mind that. Was my thought. I also wouldn't mind having a constant pair of eyes on the ship um, just when we're out, but that is either one. That is a very good thought. I like that. As we're sailing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just love the idea of putting uh, Eddie, who is definitely having some existential crises at the moment, in a body and giving him a gun. That seems like a good plan. To be fair, Juan only had a taser, I believe. Oh, that's fair. He was not capable of projecting. But also, like, I do have a lot of robot bodies. Mm -hmm. But first of all, given my experience with Quinn, I would like to have a conversation with him to make sure he even wants to be in that form. Mm -hmm. Because... Let's not do mind-destroying things to our allies, shall we? Through enacting death, I gain a greater understanding of life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for unleashing me onto this world. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you, you guys do that. You're able to make your way back to the Calvin estate. Um, Arcus is hanging out there on the, the the ramp that leads up into the Phoenix, just sort of twiddling his fingers, not really knowing what to do. Everyone else is kind of giving him some distance because this is just a strange ursum that came with you guys and you just sort of left there. Um, we gave him a room for what it's worth. Yeah. If it was super awkward. He could have gone and hidden there like I did freshman year. Yeah, he, yeah maybe he likes uh, the, the open air. And yeah, so is there anything else that you guys want to do in the Calvin State on or Orisiame as a whole? This is one of the last... Things to check off the list, so yeah. to speak. How long was our little field trip? Was it just a, a few hours over there? It was a few hours, yeah. Okay. Oh. So probably no science pros- uh, progress yet. <laughs> Did we come back after it's been 20 <laughs> minutes? Did you do it? Did you solve the plant problem? Yeah, well, we came, we left, and now like we loaded this back. zone again, so you have something for us, right? <laughs> is this, is all of this Oz? Is there any point to leaving any of this with Lynn? There's not really chemistry things, right? It's just nah, kind of like okay, robot stuff. Happy to take it. Just want to establish trade routes as Orisiame's uh, horse shit just comes absolutely tumbling down in the next couple of days. But you know, uh, so it goes. <laughs> Politics. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, for what it's worth, I. I, being the completionist, really want to go back for the rest of those books and that arm hanging from the ceiling. And perhaps the cameras, but maybe a different time. And that fancy book. Take the we, copper wire out of the walls. I'm the kind of person, yeah, like I'm the kind of person who like plays Skyrim. And if you end up overburdened midway through, I will walk out, sell all the stuff, and then come back and continue looting. Did we Even, did we close the door? Did we, we remember to close the, the door? door? You closed the door. Oh, I'm not 100% sure that I closed. <laughs> we should go back I, and check. I definitely didn't. Maybe we could bring this footlocker with us again now that it's been unwelded. <laughs> just you know first stuff so you guys are getting ready to head out are you gonna say uh bye to lynn or roscoe uh, are you guys just gonna do the the old irish goodbye what is an irish goodbye i don't think i'm aware uh, of that it's just where you leave without saying anything oh rude <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh yeah alex would go around and at the very least just kind of like let everybody know um that we're heading out on a task, heading off planet. 
Yeah. And be like, Lin, you, you have to talk. To, did you talk to the guy? Did you, <laughs> yeah. That's so uh, you, you go to uh, knock on her door. Her, her, um, her apartment or condo is one of the ones that is built into the side of the wall, uh, the, the, the cliff face. And uh, you hear a, a come in and you come in and you actually see a fairly large uh, group of people huddled around a, a radio. And over the um, the radio, they're mentioning the orchid dossier and da, 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 and going over like fifty years ago, and then you hear like kidnapping and recently found new footage and just you you it, it appears that the the news of what you guys have handed out has started to drop. And Lynn sees you guys come in and uh, excuses herself from the the, the the ears that are all listening to all of this and says, uh, Hey, guys. Um, Hi, Lynn. Talked to, to Jordan. Good. So got in contact with him about all of that. Um, uh, are you guys planning on heading out soon, it seems? Yeah, well, um, we'll be off planet briefly. Um, starting pretty soon, I think we're going to leave within the day, and then we'll come back and do the rest of it. Arcos is uh, we have to get him a couple systems over, so it might take a little bit, but we owe him a lot, <laughs> and, <laughs> and he paid us. He's he's paying he's you paying guys. Paying mostly roughly not. the space equivalent of twenty bucks. I believe we discussed. <laughs> Yeah. It's it's a little bit more than that. He also offered to help around. Like he doesn't have a ton of money, but he does also have expertise in a different thing. Okay, in some things. Like I'd be careful of that rock angel. Uh and Lynn says, Yeah, um cool. I I assume this on the radio is something that you guys were uh not necessarily involved in. I'm not. I'm not a, a, like a. I don't know. Um, we can neither confirm nor deny. I put my hand close to my mouth. But yes, <laughs> we did not. Fuck. <laughs> we did that. You do not appear to be very good at deception, Mike. What? <laughs> Sorry, can you say that again? <laughs> yeah. There. I am masterful at deception. I have no idea what you were talking about. <laughs> and, and Lynn speaks up and says. I think it's time. It's been a while, and it's time for some change. And uh, I don't know if everyone on this planet would thank you guys, but thank you. Um, hey, that's one. <laughs> I'll take <laughs> no, that. We just need five billion more. And uh, time to start trying to plant some actual... Plants on Orisiyame. Oh, I thought she was going for a pun. I had my finger guns already. <laughs> oh, sorry. No. <laughs> Time to plant progress. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> sorry. Lynn's Dude, above sure. that. Uh, thank you, guys, for everything. If you have, like, if you ever need anything or, or need a place to land on Orisiyame, you're, you're free to, to come here. Um, as she's looking over all of you, she looks to you, Nona, says, Nona, uh, actually, um, before you head off, 
she uh, goes and starts like rummaging through uh, a, a desk and pulls out some papers. I, I compiled some stuff that you were looking into a, a couple days back regarding my um, great, 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 yada, yada aunt. Um, I, I tried to pull out some of the relevant things that might be useful for, for you. I know you're trying to look into some of the things that she was working on. So um, this is as big of a thank you as I can really give, but thank you. And she, she handed it directly to you. Thank you. I appreciate it greatly. Um, yeah. So I, 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 me and Roscoe, we'll, we'll see you guys off then if you, if you'd like. Um, really fast uh, before we do that, uh, given that she was like, Hey, if you ever need help on something that kind of connected dots for Nona. And she was like, chemists, chemists do chemist stuff. Um, and I would like to review the uh, list of instructions for how to not forget the not bears and see if there appears to be anything that chemistry could help with with that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because I would not like to leave only to like, and then go speak to this one specific chemist or get this one plant found only on Arisiame. Yeah. So you you Rock, hand you hand these notes uh, over to her. Hans, do you hand these notes directly to I'm her? I'm conflicted. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Um, as long as it's like in view of you all and like we should check. I'm going to get consent from the group first before handing notes on things over. Um, it feels correct to me that we should maybe look into getting this solved in case there's anything specific to this planet that is required if we are leaving. I know we will be back, but... I, I don't think there is. I think there's a couple of steps that we can take um that if anything is made worse by having a professional um <laughs> supervise the activity um it's in we force torching we increase our strain through whatever means we can and then push force push past that seems to be the notes um i i don't have anything against particularly talking to Lynn about it, but... Yes, it could get her in more trouble if she's looking at stuff about the not-bears. I don't know how much she can help with it, because it seemed like a pretty... Well, I don't know how straightforward the notes are, but we kind of have a grasp on yeah, it, right? Can you give me? Can you give me a refresher? On I don't what think you guys was? ever really opened these not? notes. Okay. I think he handed them to you, and you're like, like "Great, oh, we nice. have them now." I think we had like a. An overview of the broad concept from yes. before. Okay. So the, the, At the very least, we're going to open them and read them now. Yeah. The, the, the overview is effectively, as Alex was saying, where um, mechanically there's this, this thing called system strain in Stars Without Number. Um, but effectively what you are doing is filling yourself with so many drugs that effectively more drugs will be rejected by your system. Once you get to that point performing some form of biopsionics will perform like a neutered form of torching on you. One that doesn't necessarily cause any uh, wisdom or constitution damage, uh, but would effectively be torching for that, for that moment or for that, that period of time. And that is what the clipping procedure is. Uh, the specifics of what was given to you is this appears to have been first done by Hans Gerson with a uh, some kind of reverie brainwave cocktail. Um, reverie being 
you're familiar with Reverie. You actually yes. have some. Yeah. And Brainwave being uh, a very rare drug, not only on Orisiyama because it interacts with psychics, but just in general because it's pre-tech levels of that increases a psychic's uh, effort. It's what you guys gave to Zuri mm-hmm. during the escape. And uh, several doses of Reverie and Brainwave are you are required to put together this, this cocktail. And them together will rack your system so much that the introduction of bioscience would cause the clipping procedure. Um, theoretically, you could talk to this chemist who has made things before to see if you can mitigate the symptoms, but just have the system strain. Hmm. I mean, also, when we say chemist, she has been working is literally a drug creator for... In fact, she is the creator of uh, Reverie Plus. But so from these notes, it sounds like apart from going on like the the biggest drug binge ever, there are not like long-term effects to your like statistics or mental health um, necessarily. The, the notes don't make any mention of that. Okay. Um, but granted, everyone that went un- underwent this procedure back then was brutally murdered afterwards. So there oh, wasn't yeah. a whole lot of, let me check up with you five years after the fact and no see how this affects you. No follow-up appointments. Yeah. No longitudinal studies, damn it. So do you guys show this to this stuff to Lynn? Alex isn't. Okay. I'm going to leave that completely up to them because it is their prerogative. Sure. Alex if, doesn't, if, Micah. Yeah, if you, I, I, I'd be on the fence. If you've got reservations, I think that we we don't <laughs> need to get get her more embroiled in things because that could maybe be dangerous for her. Yeah, Claire, Claire agrees that it might get dangerous for her, but it might be a good idea to figure out the the clipping procedure sooner rather than later. Yeah. All right. So that seems to be it. Uh, unless there's anything else more you guys want to do. Uh, you guys start uh, prepping to take off for Morisiyame. I would like to, and we can discuss this more off air, but add the required drugs for this procedure for the three of them to the shopping list now that tea is no longer on there. Okay. We have a new number one. Adding priority. Brainwave and Reverie. Lots and lots of Brainwave and Reverie to the shopping list. Exactly. We can discuss more what the specifics of that would look like. But mm-hmm. Cool. Let's do it. Cool. Uh, so you, uh, set up to take off. Arcus is, um, on board. So is Claire and Argos. Why did I do this to myself? I laugh at you every single time you have this realization. (laughs) And you see, uh, Lynn and Roscoe sort of side hugging, waving to you guys as you take off. Uh, Joyce, who briefly popped in. To, to say hi to you, Nona, right. uh, and give the you the um, the the yeah the package. The yeah. the older woman um, is also there, like doing her little wave. And th- there seems to be like a small group of people. I you probably seen a couple of them just around, but not much happens. So a ship taking off from here is a big deal. It's like back in the day when people used to like wave off like the ocean liners. <laughs> yeah, Maybe I don't know, know anyone on that ship. ship, but it's 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 going. It's Look a at good it go. Time. You just yeah. wave. Um, but there are a few people that you probably met and had brief conversations with that are, are waving you off. So generally well liked to this 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 group. And you take off into the sky and you start to see. Hmm? I really hope Lynn didn't 
explain to the people who we were and that they really were just waving at the ship. <laughs> she's smart. She's not going to be like, oh, those people, they, <laughs> they cannot confirm nor deny. Except they totally did. <laughs> we like Lynn. We know Lynn. She wouldn't tell anyone. She can do it. Yeah, she's... Okay. Yeah. We can tell on her drug dealing past. It's mutually assured destruction. <laughs> And so as you guys start to pull farther and farther away from Morisiame, you see um, you're, you see the entire continent of Strania underneath you and then the, the large uh, body of water that you were crossing back and forth across between um, Corstia Jade and Ostia, which is uh, where Claire, you guys visited very briefly, Claire's uh, village was. And those masses get smaller and smaller until... You're now in space for like the first time Yay, in like freaking, I want to say like 20 episodes, probably even more. And it is time to do a spike drill. Right. I have Woo. to do like some checking stuff before we yeah, do that. I, I'm pretty sure it's almost going to be uh, perfect for you. So the base difficulty is seven. Um, you are definitely going to be using an, uh, a good rudder, which re- reduces mm-hmm. that value by two so it's it's five right now and that is a i want to say an intelligence program check it's not pilot sorry it's intelligence pilot okay sensors are the end program check don't get me wrong i'd love it for for it to be programmed but i drive it the ship yeah it's just five okay so do that. There's a thing. Well, I guess we don't have to. But last time there was a thing where we could choose to go faster. Right? Yes, you can choose to trim, which will, uh, I think, have the time. It's actually not eight days. I was misremembering. It's six days, and then it takes two days to actually travel to any particular Probably part of space. Sure. Um, so that's why it's a total of eight days, and but it's six days. It. You can three trim it and do three days. Yeah. Enough of a. I'm going to continue being very, very risky about this because bad shit happens if I fail this, which is not very likely, but it does. Yeah, bad. some very bad things might happen so if you fail this. So given that we have no plot, I'm going to not go faster unless there's actively plot reasons for us to do so and just assume that is how we go from here on out. We're not in a big rush. Exactly. <laughs> um, um, oh, no. No, no, no. It's good. It's good. It's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It was the the smiling. I'm good at this thing. Okay, um, it's that's that's a twelve. Yeah, that that's more than five. Yeah, um, be more than seven. Every single time I make this roll, I curse myself. I'm like, we could have gone faster, though. We could have. All right. <sighs> so you guys, uh, it, it takes about thirty minutes to complete a, a spike drill. So you're you're going back and forth. Turning some engines on, doing a bunch of programming on the on the the deck on the uh, the, the bridge, and making sure like your course is plotted and all of that. And you have a couple of people helping out. You're yelling out like, "Can I put Eddie here? Is Eddie okay here?" <laughs> <laughs> and then he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're able to do it with without a hitch. And you are now in uh, metadimensional space where you see this opalescent sort of. Um, colors just coming in and out as it you almost pierce through this this veil and it's now this for the next six days so i guess the first question is what is everyone doing to pass this time over the next six days there are a couple of things to do just 
on the ship, like general, just keep up if you don't know like what else to do. Like there's diagnostics that need to be performed on engines. There's probably some scrap that needs to be sorted through to make sure like this is actually usable or nope, this is absolute junk. We should trash it. Um, also the, 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 the water pressure is too low and might need to investigate the plumbing. <laughs> so what are you guys you gotta fix your doing? Showers. I'm going to say that for the most part, Claire is continuing to spend quite a bit of time working with Argos. Like she's gotten him to like fetch and sit and roll over and stuff like that. But she's working on that and making sure he's got it. And also maybe adding in. A few other things like heel where he comes to her heel on, on her side and is like looking to her for um, for training. Advice. <laughs> Advice. <laughs> How does one dog? <laughs> Please explain. I am. Um, I am and conflicted. Arcus, for the most part, is trying to keep himself busy. He's occasionally like taking some scrap and he's set up like a little weight gym. So occasionally he's like <laughs> lifting some things, trying to keep himself like loose and fit. Um, he'll also very much like offer to help on any of these tasks. He says he is handy um, and works on his own prosthesis. So you understand that maybe he at the very least has some rudimentary knowledge that could be used. But what are you guys doing? Well, I'll try and clean off some of that uh, pretext scrap that we got from the seawater and see if it can still be like operated or used for things. Okay. Yeah. Um. So normally I would be in my mode of just driving, but there's there's two two different things that I actually have a priority on right now. One of them is the fact that there is somebody on board who does not know that I'm a robot, so therefore I must stick to regularly human-approved schedules, which means I am now consuming three meals a day and existing in my room with roughly the lights off for the duration it should take to to be sleeping. I think while the sleeping stuff is happening, I'm probably going through, if it is possible to access the data storage stuff Mm -hmm. without necessarily waking Eddie up yet. I'd like to kind of get that information there Mm -hmm. first because trying to figure out if there's any evidence of where... Dr. Samantha Calvin would go from that last interaction, potentially also going through the information that uh, was given to me from the Calvin estate, that sort of thing. Um, I think during my during my time when I am not eating or quote unquote sleeping, regular maintenance would would definitely be a thing. I think Nona has a proclivity for having everything be ship shape. And so if Argus is like willing to help with any of this, uh, Nona has no idea in terms of like priorities, like mm. as long as the ship is working well enough. So I think she has a tendency to like work on projects that are like physically closest to her first kind of thing. So like we would fix the the water pressure before maybe fixing, I don't know, so something more yeah. more important than that. Now everyone will have very good showers, but also maybe <laughs> the fridge is still busted. I don't know. Yeah. But like like that sort of thing and would be, you know. 
are you are you looking for guidance as to the like the prioritization of any of this or are you just hopping in and just starting to start to do things i think what i would actually envision happening is more as i'm going to go fix things here's what i'm thinking of doing and potentially that would create some some raised eyebrows um if of argus does have opinions on which things should be done first i am happy to take those for what it's worth. Okay. Um, but it's very much a, I'm going to go fix a thing. You said you wanted to come. Do you want to come? Cool. What about uh, Alex? I think Alex, for his part, is spending a lot more time outside of his room than he did the first spike drive. Um, and he might just kind of like go around the bridge and and be like, hey, is what's up? Uh, and kind of asks for things to do because he has no idea what to actually do on a ship. Um, and then if there's nothing to do, he'll just like fuck off and and go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like in downtime, um, primarily in his room, uh, but eventually just kind of like out in the cargo bay. He's going to go back to uh, one of the things he did when he sensed the the presence, the the weird thing that was kind of like watching us, mm-hmm. um, this kind of meditative state that's supposed to help uh, identify telepath things, and it's always Alex has always been shit at it, so like um, he has to get into practice again, um, and it's probably not going to work most of the time, but just killing time, he tries to kind of cross legged. Um, go into that meditative state just to to brush up on what that feels like. Um, otherwise, he's he's just around. Cool. All right. Out of curiosity, did Claire convince us to take any of those cans of super expired food? <laughs> no. Uh, she probably said, it seems like it'd be fun. And everyone was like, why? And she's like, eh, never mind. I guess space was tight in the locker, but that would have been funny. But also probably very biohazardous. <laughs> spam. Uh, so spam, spam, spam. trying to think of the best way to do this. What I, what I, um, what I'm, exp- mm. <laughs> let's do this in a couple of different scenes. So Nona, you were talking about, you got like a list of things to do and that was yep. partial like what was there and you're like water pressure that is right next to me time to go fix that yep. and uh, maybe you were um maybe sitting out in the uh the common area like talking about things and Arcus would maybe just gotten done with one of his workouts and you're like all right I'm going to try and fix one of these things he's like uh so can I maybe uh, help out I know a bit about plumbing and you know just general ship maintenance if you want yes that would be most welcome all right cool where's your uh toolkit which one? <laughs> oh, uh any <laughs> probably one with a socket wrench we'll probably need that no no goes back to her room and gets one of the i believe now three toolkits <laughs> but not the pre-tech one that one's for special occasions only all right, so I, uh, I, I suppose we should go <laughs> to a, <laughs> yeah. So you guys, um, you you know, you, you've been on this ship long enough that you know where um, the uh, 
like the climate control is. So the all important things for keeping humans alive in outer space, like water and air and all of that. And you you take Arcus, it's probably down on the first level Mm -hmm. where the cargo is. Um, and you're, you're rummaging through and, uh, there appears to be, uh, just a couple of the pipes that have been, uh, leaking quite a bit. Mm. Um, can I have you make a quick, uh, int fix check? That is an int fix eight. Okay. So you are aware that this is, it is a symptom of a larger problem. There seems to be uh, maybe something clogging one of these these different pipes. Um, what do you what do you want to do? What are you asking uh, Arcus to do? You you've got effectively right now just a, a one large water tank that is sure. being recycled um, quite a bit, and it, it also has like a filtration yeah. system uh, for uh, cleaning the water from anything that may have gotten into it and ex- like expelling that that waste. Um, and then you have uh, a, a bunch of pipes that are off of this tank that you would assume go to the, the different locations. Uh, where do you want to start your your investigation? Because one of these, the pipe that appears to be leaking is not the one that goes to um, the the shower or well, so the. Here's going to be what's the fun thing there, Jeff. Is mm-hmm. Step one in any plumbing is you turn off the water. Ah. And I do not think Nona would have the foresight to tell people that we were turning off the water. <laughs> so, step one, we're going to do that and potentially chaos ensues depending on what time of day it is. But yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're going we're to turn off the water. And then I would guess probably from sort of the kind of working our way from downstream up like closest to where it goes to all the different parts of the ship mm-hmm. and like checking that for for clogs and all of that and sort of because it would be easiest if it were in one of the tiniest little pipes so you kind of hope it's that first and go looking for it there yeah so as you guys are starting to methodically go through each of these things, rather mm-hmm. than just making a, an educated guess and saying, I think it's this, yeah. you're like, okay, I'm going to check like every single connection that comes off of this pipe and see like if there's any blockages or stuff like that and slowly make your way out into like I mean, the other systems. Worth, I don't think I have much of an educated guess here. I think I'm a very by the book. I don't think I've experienced this before. I think I know how to do this because of... I read about it somewhere in my ship maintenance guide Mm -hmm. sort of thing. So like if Argus has any better thoughts on where we should be going, by all means. Um, He, he, uh, well, it's, it seems here that the, uh, the, the, um, where the leaks are coming from, it, it, it's not going to the, the showers or the, the kitchenette area. It seems to be going to place that's cooling the engines um, I'm wondering if there's something uh, in there and around there that is causing a, a blockage, which is uh, causing higher pressure over there and lowering pressure everywhere else. I don't know. Alex, Alex goes <laughs> and he finds, he goes to Micah's room and he knocks on the door. And if she opens it, my uh, Alex is fully dressed, <laughs> but his hair is just totally damp and still has like patches of soap in it. And his like shoulders are just like drenched in, in this. He's like, something uh, wrong with the water. Do you, can do I you, help you? Oh. <laughs> do you know, do you know anything that 
was <laughs> no, I was I was just reading. Is the water dead? Yeah, that's probably the, bad. Fuck, okay. Maybe we should have checked the water before we left for space. Where's Nona? <laughs> All right, let's find Nona. There he goes. <laughs> and so uh, you guys do a, a quick look around, and you notice that. Um, on on the the, the bottom level uh, of uh, where all of the the cargo is, there's just uh, one of these um, maintenance doors just flung open, and you see like a bunch of uh, pipes that still like seem to have been just just removed um, and checked, and like out on the the floor, and you see Arcus like pulling out like another pipe and putting it down, and he looks up at you guys, says, "Oh hey, hey Arcus." Hello, friend. What do you do? Water pressure. There's is no water pressure. Oh, you appear to have something mental. on your head. Yeah, there was no water. It, <laughs> oh, uh, it's soap. It's soap. Okay. Yeah, just a bit on that and the other side too. Yeah. Oh, fuck, there's a spider. <laughs> <laughs> and he like versus. Oh, god damn it. Um, I'm. I had to like find a bottle of water or something. Then how long is this gonna take? Is are we you know figured mm. out? I don't know. Maybe a day. Maybe a week. <laughs> Could could run you a couple hundred extra, you know, if this you turn here. I was making a making a joke. Oh. It, I, I don't anticipate. I think I think we're honing in on the problem here. What, what do you think is the problem? Is like something in the shower? There's a clog. I, I I think that there's something wrong with the water cooling in the engines. Why is that affecting the shower? <laughs> Well, because it's part of the same subsystem. Have you guys been well, on a on. ship before? I mean, not a ton, I mean, but also that doesn't sound like, good. I never had to worry about the water. No, yeah. that The, the part about the engines not being able to be cooled as well is is a problem. That sounds bad. Oh, that, that is, is bad. bad. Yeah. A little bit worse than not being able to wash your hair out. Okay, well, I wasn't aware. Oh, I'm sorry. I, no, no, I, I would have expected you to, told people that you were turning off the water. Were you Why? not with her the whole time? <laughs> I, I don't know. You guys, what you know you them better than I do. Friends, we'll, we'll be shutting off the water. Uh, I think I figured that out. We message that, received, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, well. I there mean, we go. I have told them. I'm going to go wash my hair out. Is there anything I can do to, to help this out? Well, and he, he goes to the, the water tank and it has like a little spigot <laughs> off the side where he takes like a, a nearby cup that maybe is a little um, gunked up from maybe some oil. Um, the outside, not the inside, because he, he, he him and uh, Nona have been working uh, with some of the, uh, the, the pipes. So there might be like some oil-ish gunk on his hands. And he hands you just a cup of, of water from the spigot. It's like, you could you could use this. I'm not. I'm not gonna take the cup. I will bend over and let you pour, pour that over my head. We should probably do that closer to one of the drains. <laughs> oh, Arcus, you floods. And so you, you, cool. you guys walk over. He washes your hair out. Um, <laughs> your hair. Your hands are oily. <laughs> Uh, he pours it over yeah. your, your, your head slowly. <laughs> oh, God. Don't touch the hair. <laughs> it's it's very nice hair. It's the one nice thing. It's the one thing I like about myself. <laughs> 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 oh, I thought that was a joke back, a joke for a joke. <laughs> but when he stands up, he's crying. <laughs> no. no, okay, that's it. That's it. <laughs> um, and he uh, 
after after doing that, he goes back to work with Nona, and you guys have. Are you guys are are Micah and Alex? Are you guys just gonna hang out and like <laughs> chat with them? Fuck, we need as, to talk Claire. We need to we need to talk Claire. That's what <laughs> oh, yeah. She pokes her head out and like I was trying to cook pasta, but there's no water. <laughs> Okay, well, you know what? That's, yeah. That's, uh, yes, that could hello, be Claire. The water will be off for a period of time. Oh. Not exceeding one week. <laughs> oh. Actually, do I have a, a more accurate estimate on, on how long this would roughly it'll take? It'll probably be, a, uh, Arcus says it'll probably be like an hour or two. Okay, I will share that. He, think, he thinks you're, you guys are honing in on the problem. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, great. I mean... Is this normally how working on stuff works? Do we just kind of all sit in silence while one person does the actual work, or is uh... no? Nona's is actually helping with Arcus. Um, oh, I thought Nona was doing the work. <laughs> Arcus is in charge of putting things and laying them out on the ground. <laughs> Great. I mean, all right. Um, you know, let me know if you need me for anything. I guess if uh, if you guys are all here, I can go like check on the comm system make sure other things haven't gone wacky since we left the ship alone for was it a couple of days i don't know since the last time we flew it yeah it's been i don't know like a week mm. i mean for for what it's worth i have been also regularly checking on that as like like nona's not gonna abandon her piloting duties in order to sure. but yeah i think it's it's been a bit you could do the check-in and then that would make my life easier sure Claire, are you hungry? We have things that are not pasta or probably do not require water. I thought it would be fun to, to make, I don't know, dinner for people. It's fine. It's fine. I, I can get something else. <laughs> get the water up upstairs. right now. It's <laughs> 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 the last thing you do. <laughs> we'll use some of our like precious bottled water. We'll make this we pasta. We require getting this back into order <laughs> ASAP. All right. So, um, yeah, it, it takes... Uh, about an hour or two, but Nona, you and Arcus hone in on uh, what the problem was. And it appears um, one of the pipes runs quite close to the outside of the ship, maybe to dissipate some of that that heat. And uh, you remember uh, practically months ago at this point in universe, a year ago at this point, you once had a fight where you got hit a couple of times. Mm. Um, and that general vicinity is a, a, appears to like you cleaned up the uh what's the right word like the cosmetic damage sure. where there was maybe like a hole or something like that um but it appears that one of the pipes was damaged and was bent and causing uh there to be a choke point within this this system and he's like well there is your problem right there. <laughs> there's your problem right there I, I it probably shouldn't affect the the they're cooling too much of the engines, but um, I think we should replace it. Well, yeah, we, we absolutely should replace it. It would probably fix all the other problems that are happening with the the, the water fixtures and all of that. But um, yeah, if you didn't like notice this, it could have caused uh, an issue when you actually needed to get away and use the engines and run them hot. So, oh, if, yeah. So this isn't. Is this something we could fix on the move, or do we have to wait until? I mean, if it, if we fix the external damage to the ship. Um, oh yeah, and he he rummages through one of these these big piles of scrap and just mm -hmm. pulls out pretty negligibly a uh, another pipe. Like we can cut this down and and fit that in just fine, and you guys should have uh, 
running water in no time. Cool. Let's do that. <laughs> All right. Amazing. Cool. We did it. We All right. Yeah. yeah. In time for Claire to make her gosh darn <laughs> pasta. Damn it. Consequences for that ship combat we did once. Oh, That's crazy. No. Yeah. So uh, you guys clean up. Um, Arcus says he's going to go take a shower now with the actual working water. Right ahead of uh, maybe Claire's putting together a little dinner. But I suppose we'll have to go to that <laughs> dinner oh, no. next time. Ooh. You got to think about what yeah. you're bringing to the potluck. Does Claire know how to cook? That is uh, a question, isn't it? Any of us know how to cook? That I is also a cook. question. Alex, I feel like Alex knows how to Alex cook. Alex can do very basic things. Uh, he also left the rat poison right next to the salt. <laughs> oh, oh, no. no. Really is the scariest cliffhanger we've ever been left off on. <laughs> Next, you'll be coming to dinner. <laughs> <laughs>